Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And before I start this radio show, it is a narcissistic central show. Before I start this show, I just want to say thank you everybody for your efforts with the 30 Days to Empowered Self. You've been doing an amazing, amazing job. And we are actually going to close off the post tomorrow, which is going to be Wednesday, Australia time. So it's really, really important that if you want to be in the draw for the free quantum freedom uh, new healing programs that have got the 10 new quantum freedom healings with them as well as the 10 modules of the journaling program and because the 30 days to empower itself that was a taste of it that was a bit of what it's about but of course this is a much much deeper more expanded version of many many other topics to empower yourself so if you want to be in the draw for that please make sure that you have your post done within the next 24 hours or so so that you're actually going to be eligible for that draw and then within a few days the new course is going to be released and we're having an exciting promotion for that as well so really really look out for in your inbox in new life and also not people will be hearing about it as well so all three newsletters are going to be hearing about it and be getting the updates on all of that and Please know, I really do stress this, that people that are still struggling with narcissistic abuse, if you're still feeling obsessed and pulled and you're struggling to do no contact and you know you're not ready for the next stage yet and the next stage is, the next stage is, this is nothing about the narcissist. This is about fully empowering and creating you. So if you've still got narcissistic hangover, please if you're not doing NARP, the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, that is the best way that you can actually work on that stuff and break free because it does have the powerful healings in there that work directly on your subconscious. And that's why consistently people in the community that have been working with NARP have been absolutely creating amazing results for themselves and they are ready for the next stage so if you're still struggling please don't be tempted to jump on this new course go to NARP work that and then the new course will be there for you when you want to take the step to higher deeper more authentic empowered level okay so enough about that so today's show is going to be a really good show and it was actually inspired From a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine that recently went through a love bombing episode and it got me thinking and I really wanted to write an article for the community about this. So this show is The Narcissist, Too Good To Be True. 
This show is about love bombing, what it is, how narcissists do it, and what to look out for. Now, all of us that have been in narcissistic relationships, we were love bombed. That's a very, very consistent thing. So this information is vital information to understand what was really happening at the start of your narcissistic relationship and how to protect yourself against a narcissist in the future. This is really vital information. It's not only healing information, it's also preventative information. So I would really appreciate it that if you resonate with this radio show to spread it around, share it on Facebook, help people understand how narcissistic relationships can start so that they can start safeguarding themselves and they can avoid being love-bombed and ensnared with a narcissist. So, okay, let's start the show. So it is really true that a narcissist coming into your life is like being hit by a freight train. One day you were going about your everyday life and within a very short amount of time, before you can even catch your breath, you've been swept up into an entirely different reality. We've all heard the saying, your life could change overnight. Now that could be healthy or it could be unhealthy. And with a narcissist, we know ultimately it's incredibly unhealthy. Narcissists come in hard, they come in fast, and once a narcissist has decided that you are a target, he or she does not waste time. The process narcissists use is known as love bombing, and it's a powerful tool. So I'll give you the Wikipedia description of love bombing. Love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by lavish demonstrations of attention and affection. The phrase can be used in different ways. Members of the Unification Church who reportedly coined the expression use or have used it themselves to mean a genuine expression of friendship, fellowship, interest or concern. Critics of cults use the phrase with the implication that the love is feigned and the practice is manipulative. It has also been to it has been used to refer to abusers in romantic relationships showering their victims with praise, gifts and affection in the early stages of a relationship. So how and why do narcissists love bomb? So I want to set the picture for you. And the picture really is is understanding the narcissist's reality before you came into the picture with the narcissist. So this means the background of where the narcissist has come from before he or she drives hard to get into your world. The narcissist is likely to have had narcissistic supply dry up or is in the process of devaluing and discarding a former source of narcissistic supply. Now this means that the narcissist is looking to build sources of supply or replace an existing or just ended relationship that is no longer of value to the narcissist. And what that always means is that this source of supply is not providing enough supply or the right version of narcissistic supply. Narcissists have no true self. Now what that means is is that their inner self has been completely engulfed by their false self. So therefore, any reverence for life, which is love, compassion, empathy, and genuine connection, is null and void. 
Because of the narcissist's barren and internal emptiness, he or she needs mirroring to survive. So without a true self, which is a connection to oneness, reverence, love, self-love, self-worth, self-acceptance, which also relates to the outside world as the inside world. What that means is, is that there is this barren internal emptiness. Now, the narcissist, because of this, because of not having a functioning true self, there is no true self there. His or her levels of self-worth and self-value are flagging, they're erratic. They're actually non-existent. But the narcissist tries to create these. And how the narcissist tries to create self-worth and self-value is precariously balanced on neediness from getting attention from the outside world. That's the only way the narcissist can feel okay or, or anywhere near healthy. So to be without narcissistic supply, which is attention, is the difference between emotional life and death for a narcissist. The narcissist internalized wounds, which traditionally and often are from the unhealed wounds sustained from his or her mother. It can be the father, it can be other authority figures. Often it will be the mother. Now these internalized wounds that the narcissist has never healed and processed are relentless. And these are the voices that are continually telling the narcissist that he or she is no good, worthless, a failure in life and doesn't even deserve to exist. And that's how relentless these voices are. Now the narcissist, because he or she does not have a true self, which are any inner healthy resources. So the narcissist has no inner resources to deal with, process or heal this inner terminal self-degradation. Because he or she has dismissed the true self and created a false self in its place. Now this false self has no power of its own. It's pathological, it's false. And through this false self, which requires constant stimulation and reinforcement of the narcissist's grandiose version of him or herself, and that grandiose version is all about escaping the inner tormenting dialogue. It's about escaping those feelings of worthlessness and creating a childlike creation of I'm wonderful, I'm incredible, everybody revolves around me, everything relates to me, it's my omnipotent potent self. And people are needed to feed this fake construction consistently because the narcissist cannot uphold this false self because there's no inner true resources to do it. It's false. It needs outside approval. It needs energy. It needs narcissistic supply. Now, normal life disappointments can be processed by people who are non-narcissistic with relative ease. So they can get over disappointment. They can get over their infallibility. They can get over being wrong. They can get over being imperfect. They can get over disappointment. Now, a narcissist does not have the inner mechanics to deal with disappointment, setbacks, 
or the confronting of his or her reality that he or she is in fact imperfect, not godlike, and not the grandiose false version that is being presented to the world. So constant narcissistic supply is necessary to the narcissist to avoid him or herself as a bottomless and never-ending quest to escape dealing with the realities that the narcissist simply cannot face. So this is why the narcissist needs narcissistic supply. So a narcissist, when they're low on narcissistic supply, and that's when they're looking to create new versions, new piles of narcissistic supply, new sources, the narcissist is going to need to secure narcissistic supply as soon as possible. And this will be his or her all-consuming focus. And this is where love bombing totally comes into play. So let's have a look at the difference between normal human neediness and pathological narcissism. It's really important to understand that the narcissistic emotional love model is not the normal human one we know. Narcissists are insatiably needy. Now we know there are needy people in the world, but the normal human version of needy bears very little resemblance to a narcissist's neediness. Needy people are needy people, and they have low self-esteem and deficient self-emotional resources, but they are not the pathological, relentless version of neediness that the narcissist is. Needy people are often very unskilled at the art of persuasion and romance and may be very off-putting in their advances. It has often been said that neediness is the worst cologne and this is very true because obviously needy people often don't secure love relationships quickly or successfully because people are repelled by their advances. Now, the narcissist is a completely different ballgame. He or she is the most needy of all the needy people because the narcissist requires narcissistic supply like a heroin addict requires heroin. And his or her literal emotional survival has depended on hooking up narcissistic supply. And the narcissist has been like this for years, more than likely since a small child. So therefore, the narcissist has been able to perfect his or her craft, which is how to secure narcissistic supply quickly, flawlessly, and expertly. Therefore, narcissists will appear to be very confident and very much in their power when romancing you and wooing you. They are not going to come across as desperate, needy, and off-putting. Now, let's have a look at the intense idealization that goes on when a narcissist is securing narcissistic supply. Now, when you understand narcissistic behavior, you realize the intense cycles of idealization, which is the adoring that the narcissist grants, and then the devaluing, which is the abhorring of you. It's the switch from adore to abhor. Now, the start of a love-bombing episode with a narcissist is total idealization. Valuable and consistent sources of narcissistic supply are necessary for the narcissist to escape into the magical world again of being adored, special, unique, and wonderful. So when a narcissist decides a love partner is a valuable source of narcissistic supply, 
he or she will completely overrate, idolize this person and put them on a pedestal. Because in the narcissist's pathological landscape, this offers the biggest bang for buck. That he or she has secured the most intelligent, creative, good-looking, amazing, wealthy, resourceful or incredible source of supply possible. The narcissist convinces him or herself, and narcissists have incredible childlike imaginations, how incredible this person is that they've just secured for supply. So this is how the narcissist highly values the narcissistic supply that he or she has just won. Now inevitably, the initial adoring is going to come at a really high price for the person who has been secured for narcissistic supply. And the fall, the devaluing is imminent. When the false self is not being fed exactly what it requires, and that's when the previously adored, idolized, worship partner will be devalued and will be discarded. And this does happen because any critique, flight, real or imagined, or differing opinion undermines the narcissist's grandiose version of self and is interpreted as the narcissist as a total attack and a potential annihilation on his or her very emotional foundation. So in everyday life, the narcissist is incredibly precarious and vulnerable to any flight that he or she perceives will undermine the grandiose version of self. Now, once narcissistic supply is dried up, or the narcissist is confronted too often with his tormented inner self, Without narcissistic supplies relief, the narcissist has the ability to switch relationships quickly, just as they usually can jobs, lifestyles, and communities. So this is why the previous love of my life, I want to grow old with you, you're it forever, all of that can just completely go out the window for the narcissist and for your relationship. So it's important to understand idealization and devalue and how idealization plays out intensely at the beginning of a relationship with a narcissist to secure you as narcissistic supply. So let's have a look at unhealthy romantic behavior, what it really is. Because the problem is we've been conditioned to believe in it. Unfortunately, there have been too many romantic movies and books and and. Uh, songs written about undying instant love and couples getting together quickly, romantically and living happily ever after. I'm not saying this isn't possible, but it certainly is not probable. And if you've ever been narcissistically abused, then it is totally not worth the risk of ever falling into an instant relationship in the future. The truth is, if what has been presented to you is a real relationship, then absolutely it will stand the test of time and you not proving yourself by taking your time. This is not about being paranoid. It's about being mature, sensible and a healthy adult. Someone who moves very quickly to secure, into, secure you into a relationship or a sexual connection is not someone who is sensible or mature themselves 
and is not being mindful about the long-term implications of a relationship. It's obvious they are also not concerned with empathy for you in regard to the long-term consequences of a relationship, such as I don't want to rush things because before I'm really sure. I don't want to play with this person's heart and emotions before being sure. I want to be really sure so I don't unnecessarily hurt this person or myself. Now that's a sensible, mature way to approach a potential relationship. And it's one that has empathy. Rushing, which of course includes love bombing, are all the signs of instant gratification which narcissists are famous for. I need energy, attention, drama, stuff now. And quickly, to avoid my inner demons, get narcissistic supply and emotionally survive. Anyone who puts their heart on their sleeve immediately or asks you for a committed relationship after one date or even a few or starts showering you with intense and incredible attention and compliments straight away is very suspect. This is just not what normal, healthy adults do. When a narcissist is in the recording phase of securing narcissistic supply, he or she trusts all available energy at the target of new narcissistic supply. He or she is full of energy, excited, full of dreams and plans. Energy, gifts, compliments, efforts, charm, talents and emotions are lavished on the new target. The narcissist is a shaman. He or she is able to mold, shapeshift and become anything that you want him or her to be. The narcissist really has no real dreams, passions, preferences, and certainly no real human values. Everything that the narcissist has crafted in his or her life has been for one reason only, which is to secure narcissistic supply. If I get attention, it means I exist. That's it. That's what drives the narcissist in a nutshell. There's nothing else there. And this is why so many people report that the narcissists seem to have the exact same viewpoints, goals, dreams, values and aspirations as themselves. All of this was false. The narcissist actually has no self. He or she has no identity for him or herself. The narcissist steals energy and identity to know that he or she exists. Let's face it, this person that is lavishing you with all of this attention and love, in inverted commas, does not even know you. He or she has no idea until getting to know you whether or not you would make a good partner for him or her, which is exactly what you should be thinking as well. And these things, this criteria, this due diligence, takes an amount of time to get to know someone first. As a friendship first, as a non-sexual relationship first, to ascertain and build a healthy synopsis of what this person, of what you, who you are, who they are, how the third entity, a relationship, and a healthy one could form. That takes time. The truth is narcissists aren't worried about all of the details of a fit for a, fit for a healthy relationship. A narcissist is simply concerned with getting narcissistic supply. And for some reason, you fit this bill. You have 
great positive energy, which the narcissist can drain. You are attractive and intelligent, which is a good fit for the narcissist's ego to show off. You fall for the narcissist's charms, which means you will easily provide the narcissist with sex. You are successful. You have resources, which the narcissist can start extracting from you, leveraging off, and the list goes on and on. These are the things that makes the narcissist exert his or her pathological laser-like focus to do whatever it takes you to secure you into a relationship and as quickly as this can take place. Being a narcissist and securing reliable and steady sources of supply and maintaining them is exhausting. It's an exhausting life for a narcissist to have to always be focused on where is my next hit of narcissistic supply coming from. And when a narcissist exerts energy with that intensity, he or she wants to secure a payoff and wants to secure it quickly. For the narcissist, it's about filling the needs now and being able to make you as dependent as possible on him or her so that he or she can extract narcissistic supply for as long as the narcissist chooses to. So by lavishing all of the love and the attention and the gifts, this creates you as emotionally dependent for the narcissist, which is exactly what he or she wants. Subconsciously, at least, narcissists know their relationships fall apart. Narcissists are masochistic. They will drive their relationships into the ground. They will end them and bring about the end. That's what they do. And they know their relationships are doomed to fail. So therefore the long view is not important at all. It's all about the instant gratification now. So healthy courting behavior. This is the difference. People who date healthily, who do have a true self, are not playing the game of needing instant gratification and needing to secure narcissistic supply. They are mature and sensible enough to realize that a potential lifelong relationship takes time to ascertain, it takes time to get an old person, and time to see if a love relationship could work healthily. Mature, normal adults do not start using excessive charm, target quickly, and start professing all the reasons why you are so incredible, their soulmate, how much they love you, where have you been all my life, and all the reasons why you are such a standout and so different from all the others. They do not try to get into an instant relationship with you. They take their time to get to know you. They don't start sending incredibly long romantic texts that resemble something out of a movie or a book. They do not write you exquisite love notes and letters, and they do not do over-the-top romantic statements and surprises. Healthy, mature adults may feel feelings of connection, but they're going to keep their cards to their cheek for a while. They'll see if these feelings are reciprocated by you and they'll play it gently and respectfully and take their time. In stark contrast, narcissists will forge ahead. They'll put it all on the line with love bombing. And even when you tell them that you're not where they are at yet, if you aren't, if you're trying to take your time, They'll carry on love bombing, declaring they have a right to carry on love bombing and they're just going to be true to their feelings 
and they won't even respect or hear that you may need some time to catch up to their intensity of love. This is one of the surest ways to know you're if you are with a narcissist, that they don't back off on what you are feeling if you don't feel the same way, if they're not going to respect that, if they're not going to hear you, if they're not going to stop love bombing. So romantic gestures, statements, text messages will still continue and may even intensify once you say to the narcissist, I'm not where you're at. Then if you don't cave into it, they might try to bully you, guilt you, frighten you with threats of abandonment or use another manipulative tactic to force you into succumbing. You see, a narcissist likes to win. He or she does not want to exert the force of love without securing the payoff. To not win constitutes an enormous narcissistic injury. And if it can't be achieved by love bombing, then manipulation, pleading, or even nastiness may ensue. Now, a non-narcissistic person, if they really wanted to develop a healthy relationship with you, they would willingly back off, give you some time and space and respect where you are at. A narcissist certainly won't. So this last part is about how to flush out a narcissist when you meet one. It is so important to not get caught up with love bombing because being idolized and connected to in this fashion is one of the surest signs that further down the track you will kick right off that pedestal and you will be devalued and discarded. When you are the new source of narcissistic supply, the narcissist is high on his or her drug, which he or she idolizes as amazing and appears to be madly in love, incredibly attentive, adores you, worships you, and will tell you just how much you are adored and worshipped. Be very clear. This love is not about you as a person. It's always been about you being a supplier of the drug narcissistic supply was never about you it was always point blank about the narcissist only you were simply an object dispensing narcissistic supply and in the early days you were supplying it in great measure partially due to the fact you felt so loved and adored by the perfect partner you wanted all your life and because the narcissist is just naturally high on what a fantastic idolized source of supply you are Non-narcissistic people know this relates to obsession. This is what obsession is. It's feelings of obsession. Even if we don't want to admit it. To narcissists, it is totally obsession high on narcissistic supply. Beware also of someone asking you intense inner questions and getting to know everything about you. Do not mistake this as genuine interest. So where are the words, I want to know everything there is to know about you? Don't take that as a romantic gesture. This is a definite red flag, especially if it's coupled with love bobbing. Narcissists emit, they ensnare, they engulf, they bond intensely. Any information derived from you is to know how best to control you as a source of narcissistic supply. Narcissists are experts at this, working out how you tick so you can be manipulated, controlled, how to extract supply, how to devalue, how to use you as the dumping ground 
for the narcissist in a tormented self to release his valve or her valve of theater demons. All of that is valuable knowledge. And the narcissist will use this information mercilessly in the future to exact punishment on you when you are not maintaining his or her self, his or her false self efficiently, which is always going to happen. What you will find out down the track is just how important narcissistic supply is and how unimportant you actually were as a person. You will discover that the narcissist will lie, cheat, and use any pathological method to get it and secure it. You will understand that the narcissist is a pathological liar. He or she just is. There's no gray areas there. A narcissist is a pathological liar. The reason being is because they are living through a false self. It's not real. It's false. False selves lie. That's what they do. You will discover that when the narcissist is no longer having his or her ego stroked by you, the narcissistic supply will now become how much the narcissist can, can affect you, create fear, paranoia, and pain within you. You are hurting as a result of me, and therefore I exist. That's valuable narcissistic supply. Just as much as you loving, adoring, and telling the narcissist how he or she is. So once that stops happening, then it switches on to devaluing you to get narcissistic supply. And you'll also discover how much you will suffer the projective identification and being labelled as all the reasons for all of the narcissist's inner demons that he or she refuses to take responsibility for. That's also part of it. So we have to ask ourselves, where does love come into it now? It doesn't. The fact that you need to face and accept is it never did. You will also discover that the narcissist will not hesitate to replace you with other sources of narcissistic supply or seek ones out on the side if the drug you are providing is not up to scratch. And it will never be consistently because the false self is never sufficiently appeased for any durable length of time. Okay, so this is the awful eventuality if you end up with a narcissist. And the chances are if someone is love bombing you, that this could very well be a narcissist. In fact, chances are it is. I believe in love, absolutely, and so should you. But only with mature, real people who actually do have a true self and are capable of being real love. A narcissist isn't. There is no true self there to love and be love. It doesn't exist. So how do you know that someone is the real deal? Watch and listen when you're dating potential partners or you're meeting a potential partner. Have your heart open but be very sensible. Don't fall for gushing and love-bombing statements. And if it starts, make the remark and be really firm about it. It's far too soon to be saying that. You don't even know me and I don't know you. Make it very clear that you're in no hurry to end a relationship and you would like to get to know someone first. Do not allow someone to sweep you off your feet and force their way into your emotion and your heart. If this person attempting to do this 
does not see you and does not respect it and does not pull up on the behavior of love bombing, get away and stay away. That is how you will 100% know whether or not this person is narcissistic. A few weeks or even months of spending time with someone without having sex and without making a commitment to be in a relationship is one of the healthiest moves you could ever do. If this person is keen and a genuine connection with a real person is possible with this person, they will absolutely respect your decision. If this person is real and mature, they will want to walk this line anyway. If you meet someone who wishes to take this line with you and you know they are present and you know they're not showing signs of being in relationships on the side with others, which is what narcissists do, then this is a great sign that you are engaging with someone who is a true self. Now, obviously, you have had to have done enough work on yourself to not be needy, to not want to jump in boots at all, and to not be so empty that you want to rush things, and to not fear that this person will run off with someone else who they can hook up with much quicker. Anyone who has been narcissistically abused knows the gamble of letting someone mesh and engulf with you quickly. And how in reflection, the narcissist preyed on your vulnerabilities to make you dependent on him or her so that you could be a target for narcissistic abuse, which then set you up for soul-shattering abuse. You know once you were in there experiencing this holocaust and how being stuck on the initial idolizing or the idolizing that can carry on through the relationship if you are with an altruistic narcissist, you know how hard it was to get clear and to get out of the relationship and realize it was never real. So what is a few weeks or months out of your life to really make sure you are not connecting to a narcissist? What it is, is an incredible, sensible and healthy life emotional and financial insurance policy absolutely and surely what a beautiful way to create a relationship from a really great foundation of getting to know somebody respectfully and at a decent pace because truly this is the way all healthy love relationships should be formed not just ones with needing to flush out potential narcissists so this show, I think, is very important. I hope it will really help you get clear and get free from all of the idolization that you had at the start of the relationship as well to realize what was actually really going on and to be able to depersonalize it and realize it actually wasn't about love. It wasn't personal. It was simply a narcissist needing narcissistic supply. And in itself, we can say that is so malicious, but the narcissist can't actually help it. It's the way they're wired. That's what happens when a true self is completely submerged and a false self takes a place. The narcissist was a product of intense abuse, and that's what created this. You got caught up in this dynamic because you had unhealed parts that you needed to heal. And a lot of that is getting out of the idolization of what you thought it was, should have been, could have been, 
might have been and realizing what it really was. Then understanding as you walk forward into your healing and your recovery and your empowerment and you start dating again, to be very aware of what obsession is, what love bombing is, where it's coming from and what is necessary to know that you are getting yourself into a relationship with somebody who does have a true self, who is real instead of a false self. It's all powerful information and understanding, so I really hope it's helped you. So that's it for the show for me. Have a look out for those of you that are ready for the new Empowered Self information that's coming through because that's very exciting and the healing's involved in that. And I will be talking to you next week. Lots of love, everybody. Have a wonderful day or evening. Bye-bye.